Sometimes you're sad because you think you're all alone. But when you admit it to a friend, you realize you never have to be lonely. This is the Wayward Podcast. I should have sat down before I turned on the microphone. Ah. Ah. Oh, you turned it on. Oh, hilarious. Yeah, no, it's going. Okay, great. I, t- I pushed record and then I had to sit down, people. That's Isn't, what it sounds like to be 50 one, years old. Remember that um, convention where they got us, I used to throw chairs in the audience, so they got us beanbag chairs. And you're like, <laughs> this is the sound of me getting in and out of a beanbag chair. Yeah, that was just the sound of me sitting down, yeah. people. Oh, I mean, oh. I get it. Um, uh, hi, Brianna. Hi. So this closet is getting slightly ripe. I take full responsibility for it. This is we've been in here now for three hours. Um, it doesn't feel like it. No, we're doing good. We're doing good. Uh, but um, uh, I t- I have I exercised and came straight here, and I thought I would be okay, and it's fine because we're all friends here. Um, she smells like a flower. Well, people. she smells well, like a motherfucking flower. Yeah, like a stinkweed. Um, okay, so we thought we would talk about something that I experienced this week, um, which was a little bit of loneliness. So I will, you know, backtrack this story and I will attribute that loneliness to a number of things, which may or may not be true. But I have taken this year to live uh, part-time in Los Angeles. You guys know that. We do conventions. I think we did 15 conventions this year mm-hmm. um, or something like that. Um, I also attended the Rockwood Music Festival. I also went on tour with um, Jason, Billy, and Paul Carella, and then uh, went on a little vacation with my family for a couple weeks. So I have not been in Vancouver very much. Um, so cut to, you know, December, the end of November, touching ba- down in Vancouver, knowing that the Jacksonville convention was over and it was my last convention of the year. I was so excited to be able to spend a, a, like five weeks or something in Vancouver because it'd be the longest I've spent in Vancouver all year. Um, and then I got really sick. Um, I got the stomach flu, which was right after I had a chest convention and laryngitis, which was right after I had a cold. And so anytime I had been in Vancouver before that, I hadn't been going out because I knew I had this big um, bunch of conventions back to back. I was trying to take care of myself. Um, but I was home and not doing anything at home because I was trying to rest. And as my husband will, um, you know, agree with, I am very bad at resting. (laughs) And that comes from us always being so busy. Um, you know, it's, it's a hard muscle to retrain yourself to just sit and sleep and whatever, read or watch TV. Um, so I was resting because I didn't have a choice. You have very little choice when you have stomach flu because it's uncomfortable to do anything else. And I found myself, I guess I was reaching out to people, but maybe I wasn't in, in retrospect, but I think what was happening is I was seeing other people having experiences that I was maybe coveting, that I was like having a bit of FOMO about. And I had convinced myself that those experiences weren't available to me Mm -hmm. because I had lost touch with my community at home. 
Now, this was after three days of not sleeping. I had been sick in the middle of the night. The night before that, Valentina was sick, you know, two nights before that. So I was not sleeping well. And when I don't sleep well, it's not great for my brain if it's by itself for too long. Um, so I, I heard this meme the other day, or I read it on the internet, that was things that I learned in my 20s. Um, when you think everybody hates you, you probably need to sleep. When you hate everybody, you probably need to eat. <laughs> I was like, that's kind of accurate, at least in my experience. So um, I did something that I don't do very often, which was I reached out um, to my personal community. I didn't reach out publicly to, you know, the, the fandom or anything. And just... I didn't ask for help, but I just shared my experience, which was, I feel really lonely. Does anybody else feel really lonely during the holidays? We're really busy right now. I'm very grateful for my career. I'm very grateful for my opportunities and the things that I've given myself and the things other people have given me, which mostly involve me leaving town. I feel like I work really, really hard to maintain um, friendships and community really hard because it's I'm a very social person. So it's just particularly important to my um, energy and mental health that I have friends to come home to, to go for coffee with and just talk about life. Um, but what I was experiencing was I was missing out on something I haven't had in a long time. <coughs> Excuse me which was a built-in community. I don't know if built-in is the right word, but a community that you land and you don't have to arrange anything too hard with. And I remember Jose talking about this years ago where he was like, I just want friends that you can sit and watch TV and eat chips with. But that's tricky as an adult because those are the friends that we had when we were teenagers or 20-year-olds, um, you know, that don't require a lot of, um, planning or scheduling yeah. um, that don't have families, um, uh, you know, friendships that you know really well. Now, I do have friendships like that still, and we all have families, but they don't live in Vancouver. And the ones who do live in Vancouver, they're not, they don't know each other. So I end up having, when I get to Vancouver, I have like three girlfriends basically that I call and I try to meet up with in some capacity, but everybody's so busy. Inevitably these, it's like a workout or we go for dinner. We do something mm -hmm. active. Um, cause it's just so hard to get together right now. I didn't have a community. Like I know some of my friends have who live in Saskatchewan. Um, and a lot of that I attributed to the choices that I've made for my career, especially in the last year. Um, anyway, I reached out on social media, just going, I, I mentioned all of these things, just going, I'm not complaining. I'm very grateful, but sometimes I just miss sitting around playing board games with people that I've known for a really long time or know really well. And I had so many people respond and a lot of people responded going, Oh, one of the complaints wasn't a complaint. One of the things that I talked about was how Valentina came home with a form. Did I tell you this? Mm -mm. Valentina came home with a form, which was a, 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 um, a Vancouver thing that all the schools send out, which was an, an in case of emergency. An, uh, um, emergency contact information. Or not, but not just like your mom or whoever. This was like in case there's an earthquake and you are in hurt or unable to get to your child. Yeah. Who do we call? And 
I could only think of one person. And not because I don't have more than that who would love and would care for her. But if there was an earthquake, people would be worried about their damn selves and their kids. So I was like, who would A, be okay with that? Who would be available to do that? Mm-hmm. And who would Valentina be okay to go with? And I couldn't think of three people. And that was so sad to me. And I was like, we don't have three people in our personal community to watch our child. Um, now, that's sad is we do have lots of those people in parts of the world, but not in Vancouver. And so I had mentioned that as well. And 10 people wrote back. They're like, put our name down. Put our name down. You, Why have you not? Why are you even asking that? Which was awesome because I realized that what I do is I, I only reach out when I have energy to give, not when I need to receive it. Mm-hmm. And I don't reach out um, when I'm in need of anything because I don't want to appear needy. Um, I don't, I'm not worried about appearing weak, I don't think. But it's really, I really don't want to put people out. And I remember that even when Valentina was born and I was struggling from postpartum. I had nobody to help me. We didn't have any family in town. We couldn't afford at that time uh, a sitter. And Jose was working full time and I was miserable and there was nobody for me to just go, please, I can't stop crying. Take this. Um, so I, and and I didn't want to put my friends out because I wanted them to be my friends. I didn't want them to be annoyed to hang out with me. Mm -hmm. So I felt like this was all kind of triggering back to some of that stuff. But point being is all these people reached out and some people were like, Oh my God, I love you. I'm here for you always. Some people were like, put my name down. We love her. We will always watch out for her. And then some people were like, Oh my God, me too. A lot of people, a lot, a lot, a lot. And mostly moms. Some of them weren't moms. Some of them were just like, I feel sad around the holidays too. You know? So it was this realization of like, Oh, fuck, man, people feel lonely sometimes. And it doesn't mean, it doesn't, there isn't necessarily a cause to that feeling. Oh, no, that phrase lonely in a crowd is kind of stereotypical at this point. Mm. You know, I think, I think we're the most aware of being lonely when we're in a crowd and feeling lonely. Oh, that's interesting. Yes. You know, when I'm by myself and lonely, I'm also probably bored or depressed or tired. Or, I mean, if I'm by myself, it's when I'm lonely and surrounded by people that I'm really aware, wow, you're fucking lonely. So what do you think that is? Like, I definitely was feeling alone and lonely at this time. But I have, like you said, been surrounded by people. And felt, I've been at a convention in a green room and felt lonely. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? I think that's, for me, that's something different. Okay. Um, The loneliness I was feeling was, well, that for me, the thing I'm reflecting on is definitely different. But the loneliness I was feeling in that moment was definitely because I hadn't had, I hadn't reached out to people. I had stopped reaching out to people and then went, okay, why am I so lonely? So wait, so what I want you to do, just for my sake, it might benefit listeners, is back up. Because I hear you stating causes and possible connections and the situation. But what specifically is the loneliness? Not not why did it happen and yeah. not how, what did you do about it? But, like, it happened because I didn't reach out. But what is, what is, 
it? Mm -hmm. What is the loneliness? Because if, because I may not be. Like, what is the feeling? Yeah. Um, Well, at that time, the feeling was that I didn't have anybody I could reach out to. That's what I felt. Okay. Is that I didn't have enough close people in my life. So is that isolated, abandoned, worthless? Um, uh, isolated. Isolated. Yeah. So, I so definitely use solitary. Yeah. Okay. So it, so it actually, and so within that, are there times, there, times when, I know there are certainly times when you are by yourself and you have no problems. Yeah. So. Yeah, I'm actually quite good at being by myself. Yeah. Yeah. So the loneliness, what was different? Well, like I said, I was fucking exhausted Mm -hmm. and depleted and dehydrated from this awful stomach flu. It was a bunch of physical things, which, as we know, really do attribute to mental health. But at that time, the reason that I think it was so different was I felt like I was doing all of the things, uh, which I wasn't, because then I did another thing and everything was fine, mm-hmm. which was just post something on Instagram. Um, Ask I, for help. Yeah. Brianna, I love talking to you. I love talking to you. I always feel better. Me too. And I advocate talking and feeling better for everybody. And I love that there are now options for people to do that in any way that works for them. And sometimes we've got to talk to a professional. And you can find a professional at betterhelp.com. They have this incredible setup where you can connect with a licensed counselor uh, online. You can find someone that can help you with anything from depression and stress and anxiety and anger to relationships Mm -hmm. To new issues in your life, if you're experiencing grief, loss, identity challenges, you can find a counselor that will specifically help you online in your time. And you can do what? Wait, phone? You can do text. text. You can chat on the phone. And you can do video. And you can do video. And as soon as you contact them, uh, they'll start communicating with you in under 24 hours. Yeah, this is not a crisis line. No. But they will connect you up. And if you don't like the person that you're dealing with, yep. you can There's 3,000 of them working with BetterHelp. 3,000 therapists. And you can access it worldwide. Yeah. Anything you share is confidential. But what we love about BetterHelp.com is that they give you opportunity to access them in a way that works for you. Yeah. So it takes the stigma out of therapy and counseling, which is that it's a chore. Yeah. You know, instead of kind of a reward. It's Let's a start gift thinking about it as a little reward, right? Yeah. So speaking of gifts, BetterHelp has given the Wayward podcast listeners a gift by giving them 10% off their first month with the discount code Wayward. Yeah. So you go to betterhelp.com slash wayward put in the little code and you get 10% off your first month I love that so we're so happy to partner with them we're so happy that they chose to partner with us and we love this as a special gift to our wayward listeners I felt like I was doing all the things except for ask for help I didn't try that I was going hey what are you up to let's get a drink Hey, you know, I was calling all the usuals and everybody was busy. So then my mind went to everybody. Nobody wants to be around me. Yeah. Yeah. My, 
what I can relate to in this, like my feeling of loneliness directly connects with my feelings of worth, Mm -hmm. with my feelings of um, connection, just not being alone on the planet. Mm -hmm. And at one point in my life, when I was in my 20s, I was lonely a lot, but it was because I wasn't, because I had already decided who I needed the validation from. So, yeah. so it would be like, there are these four people. And if, and meanwhile, I would have somebody next to me yes. going, Hey, you want to hang out? And I'd be yes. like, not, not you. Yes. You know, it's the same thing as when, you know, your husband says he loves your work. Yeah, you have to stop it. I'm still, so it was, it was also like my preconceived notion of what validation had to be. I need validation from these people. And if they're not paying attention to me, I was very guilty of making myself feel very lonely because I'd attached some outcome to it. Mm-hmm. Um, as opposed to, what am I missing? What's what's actually over my shoulder that I haven't even looked at? Oh, mm-hmm. it's a person sitting right there going, hi, I'll be your friend. Mm-hmm. I did that. God, I remember as a little kid, I would definitely do that. There was a, boy down the street that was always willing to play with me but he had allergies so he had a perpetually runny nose I didn't want to be friends with him and I would sit and cry because no one would be my friend while he was literally sitting right next to me waiting me to be finished crying so that he could be friends with me and I just I but not you not you yeah that's classic how 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 often it is that no, but it's but but I don't like I don't like the solution presented. Yes, I want my solution. And I mean that crosses over to so many things. I mean attachment. We've talked a lot about attachment, which is um, I want this to feel and look like this. Yeah, or else it doesn't count. Um, but also, um, really committing. To the feeling of grief. Yes. Like, fuck you. I'm going to have this experience. Oh, my I'm going to make sweet God. love to this negative emotion. I remember having, sitting in high school, high school, high school, and there's a song by Danny Elfman. And it's, it literally is go away from me. Just go away to another time, another place. And I remember sitting in the dark and singing this song. Yeah. And my mom opened the door and I was so enraged that she'd let light into the room. And it wasn't even my bedroom. It was because my bedroom was up and cold. It was Christmas. And I just was like just sitting there having all the feels and then such completely justified rage that she dared shed light on my experience. And bless my sweet little heart for that. I mean, that was... That was what was, was, uh, you know, in some ways, like now, there used to be a lot of shame around that person because I still have those tendencies. I still have those tendencies to make an entire meal out of three mouthfuls of feeling. But I also have so much sympathy for myself just in wanting to stretch the boundaries of what I'm capable of feeling. Mm -hmm. And so in those commitments to deep feeling no matter what the feeling is Mm -hmm. when I just get into it and roll around in it and luxuriate in it 
that's just who I am. And sometimes I need to, and, but what you did, mm -hmm. which is, I'm not saying you're like that. I'm no, saying this is yeah, my yeah, experience yeah. with this feeling is then sometimes I get stuck in there. I go, Oh uh -huh. fuck. I dug myself a big hole and then I'll sit in there and feel sorry for myself. And what you did is said, Hey, throw up a rope. Right. There might be somebody right there. Who's like, you done now? Yeah. You come up. I'm always like, when I start to feel a certain way, I'm like, there, I always know in my brain that there's a way out of this. And the way out may not look like I want it to. And it may not end up feeling the way I hope it's going to feel. But it's not this. And so for me, the mm. way out of loneliness was action. And it wasn't action like I had been trying, which was invite so-and-so for a drink. It was action, which was something I hadn't tried yet, which was... Please help me. I feel... Well, and also a confession... Yeah, it wasn't even help of, me. It wasn't, I need you to do something for this me. This is it my was, experience right this now. This is where I'm at. Yeah. Because so many people are... Assume that is the curse of the strong, independent, yes. self-sustaining woman. Yeah. Is that... Okay, guess you don't need me. It's like, fun. need oh, is yeah. such a basis of relationship. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, some so relationships are based entirely on need. Mm-hmm. And so when I say I don't need, but I want, mm -hmm. it's such a powerful reminder to friends to say, oh, I want to show up for that. Yeah. It isn't, it, it, what I, what I, I, I'm not saying you must. Yeah. I'm saying I'm, I'm here. Would mm -hmm. you please? It's almost feels like it's easier to be a friend. I definitely had never had a response to anything I'd ever posted. I post a lot of personal stuff, especially on my own personal um, social media. Uh, I'd never had a, kind of an outpouring of, oh, God. And I think it was because people were like, really? Yeah. You? Yeah. Really? Because I think what happens is with a certain perceived success and achievement especially through the fucking vein filter of social media, mm -hmm. um, people assume that comes with nothing but joy and happiness. Yeah. And sadly, it doesn't. Sometimes it comes with way more hardship because your bubbles are being expanded. You're constantly being barded, bombarded with um, new experiences, new people, new uh, dynamics, which takes a lot of energy. And I mean energy in the very literal way, in the way your body absorbs other people's um, communications and the, the traumas and things that are behind the way they communicate and then tries to, you know, decipher how, what they meant by that and how to then, you know, re reciprocate it back to them in a way that they'll receive. Like it's, it takes a lot of physical energy and I didn't have any that day so I was just like it was so easy for me to go I'm alone mm. it was I didn't have the energy to go oh no you're not alone because so and so asked you to have a drink last week and you haven't reached out to them they're actually not you know having a drink with you because their family is in town not because they don't like you all these things take energy for your to retrain your programming to go i'm not alone people are actually fucking busy yeah but the holidays can be tricky and i think that was what i was hearing from people who are reaching out as they were like oh me too babe me too which was wonderful and it made me go and it made me think a lot about 
the um, wayward movement and all of the people that um, we meet and our listeners and that we are actually kind of um, joined in our occasional loneliness because there's kind of always someone there to throw a lifesaver, right? It's important. I remember my father was very, was was quite frankly, terminally lonely mm. after my mom died. And uh, I took the dog because he was not capable of keeping the dog alive. It was my mom's dog. And, um, and he, I remember him saying before the dog came to live with, he said, good, I'm glad, I'm glad he's going to go live with you because you already have a dog. And I don't want two, but I think everything needs a thing like it. And what he meant was, it's not enough for me to know, and this is back to the wayward, it's not enough for me to know that there are other humans and how I'm capable of being lonely in a crowd. I need to know there's someone like me. Uh-huh. That's uh-huh. critical to me. Mm. And much of the work I do in my life is having meetings with people that I know for a fact are like me. Um, so if you don't tell me what you're like, mm-hmm. I don't know if you're like me. Mm-hmm. So I think one of the cures to loneliness, there's there's that... Uh, Oh, I'm such a bad English major. I can't remember who wrote this poem, but I'm a nobody. Are you a nobody too? Oh, we are a pair of. It's um, is it Shel Silverstein? No, no, no. It's a it female like female something. poet. Uh, oh God, I don't know. the The problem is okay. So this is what happens. Tweet it at her. The 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 name Emily Post is in my head, and I know she's the manners lady. But when the wrong answer is in the slot, when the wrong answer is in the hangar, the right answer can't, can't get, get in. in. So the poem, not by Emily Post, but uh, who are you? I'm nobody. It's the we're a pair of these things. So when I say, "This is who I am." It is terrifying, but it's also the only way I can have loneliness overcome because that's the only way somebody else can come up and say, me too. Me too. I'm like you. And within Wayward is one of the beautiful things where there are so many different voices and attitudes and beliefs and political outlooks and ages and genders and identities and wants and needs and languages. Yet within that, just by saying, I'm a little bit off the path too. Whatever that means, we have that in common. Um, and so it's just, I get to go look for other people like me. Yeah. You don't even really have to look for them. What's great is that we choose, because of the kind of women we are, to show up authentically. Because because of the kind of women we are, that is easier for us. And that gives people permission to go, oh my God, I'm feeling that too. So people just kind of start to navigate instinctively to each other because if you show up as yourself other people just see you and they come to you rather than you having to 
ask for them. Yeah. Or or create a false persona that draws them. Yeah. Um, I I recently went to a function that I'm not good at. You know, a thing. A thing. And I went to the thing. And I was supposed to be pretty and a representative of the thing. And I had such a different experience because I... And it wasn't a conscious commitment to myself. It was after the fact. It was like, why did I not hate that thing? I hate things. Because I went up to people who were by themselves and went, you look lost. Hi, can I answer any questions? Are you curious? Can I can I just engage with you? What do you think? Who are you? And I didn't feel lonely at the party. Possibly some other people might not have felt lonely because mm-hmm. of it. But, but I also am old enough and and of a mindset now that I don't fucking, it's not that I don't care what other people's experience is. It's just that it's not my job. You don't care about what they're. To go cure anybody. So did I help anyone who felt lonely? Maybe. I just know that I had a much better time and didn't feel lonely. Yeah. Yes. Because I went up and focused on other people. Instead of myself. That's, that's, you know, kind of goes back a little bit to a couple podcasts ago. We were talking about empowering somebody who is being picked on by reminding them that that other person is sad. Yeah. So if you go, this will actually be easier for me if I'm nicer to them. Yes. Like you're actually, it sounds like you're doing somebody else a service, which in turn will make you more fatigued in some way. But it's actually easier. Yeah. To give energy because more often than not, it's going to be reciprocated in some way. At least in my experience. Yeah. Well, we've solved the, the, the you know, the cure for loneliness, Kim. Because we are showing scientists. Up, I think, the, yeah, the cure for loneliness is showing up for yourself. Yeah. It's showing up for yourself and allowing people to show up for you. Yeah. That's at least for me. Yeah. I think that's an important thing to put out there right now. Yeah. Thank you, Brianna Buckmaster. Thank you, Kim Rhodes. I love you. I love you.